welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to M Class Podcast. That's this show. That's the one we're doing. We're not doing the other one. No, fuck that one. I don't know what one that is, but fuck it. <laughs> Whatever podcast that is, it's the worst. Don't listen to it. Yeah, only listen to this one. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And we're two happening Hepcat fellas who love Star Trek and want to share that love with the universe. That's what this show is, right, Jeff? We talk about an episode of Star Trek and we say funny things like wiener, but mm, we also, do we do love the wieners. <laughs> we do. Also, we talk about the why the show is either good or bad. It's true. At the core of it, it's like a review show, but uh, our opinions don't matter, so fuck it. I mean, they matter, like, the most to us. <laughs> they matter. They should matter the most to everybody, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they don't, but... This week, <laughs> or every two weeks when this episode comes out, <laughs> we're going to be uh, talking about a Voyager episode called Flashback... Oh, God. <laughs> For our Ben Beeler's... No, it's not his No, anymore. who it's was it? Rich Masters' Rich. Past Lives Collection. Yeah. Uh, ben, you got your name set on the podcast for nothing. Congratulations. Money, please. <laughs> uh, this is season three, episode two of Voyager, and it first aired on September 11th. <gasps> 1996. No! Five years before <laughs> September 11th's birthday. When everything... It's birthday! <laughs> yeah, that's why we celebrate September 11th. Happy birthday, September 11th! Ooh! <laughs> Blow out the candles, which are just two big buildings in New York City. Oh my god! That's dark. That's dark. I apologize. That's dark. There was a I'm lot of sorry. fire involved. <laughs> I saw it on TV at school. Yeah, I, I did was, too. I was in health class. I was in college, so I I, I went to <laughs> this is gonna turn into nine eleven. Cause I went to uh, history class in the morning, and people were freaking out, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then I went in, and I was told about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's a big deal." <laughs> you were watching it on TV, and you were like, "Those are fucking holograms." Well, fucking I didn't Project know. Blue Beam. <laughs> Building seven. <laughs> Look it up. I didn't know when the, when my professor told me. I thought he meant like like air like a like a Cessna, right? Like a little plane. No. I, was, I didn't think it was. I didn't because I didn't know because yeah. I didn't have a TV. I didn't see it. We were right? watching it on TV. Like I saw the second plane hit. I saw the plane hit the second tower. And I was like, "Holy fucking shit! What is yeah. happening?" But anyway, Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> the 9-11 of Star Trek. <laughs> There's I your think segue. that's JJ Trek, honestly. <laughs> that definitely is, yeah. Um, so this episode was directed by David Livingston. Mr. Livingston, I presume. <laughs> who um, might... Who's like maybe the backbone director of all of Star Trek from the 90s. Yeah, like, he's done a lot of them. He directed 62 episodes of That's Star a Trek. That's a lot of any television. That's a shitload of, of episodes. Um, he was the producer on four episodes of Next Gen, um, mm. but he directed 28 episodes of Voyager, so I don't know how great this man is. <laughs> 
I mean, with what he was working with, like, actor-wise, story-wise. There's some weird fucking camera angles in this. There's a a shot where, like, nothing dramatic is really happening. They're just talking, but it's, like, shot from Janeway's crotch upwards. (laughs) And I was like, why is this happening? (laughs) They did a lot of weird shit with, with Voyager where, like, the ship feels crampy. And I, don't, yeah. I think that's, like, on purpose sometimes, right? Because it's, like, that's their only, like, lifeboat, right, is yeah. the ship. I mean, it works when it's done consistently, but then, like, Tuvok and Janeway walk out in the hallway, and it's, like, a fucking full-size set. It's big, right? Like, it's a big hall. Because, like, they need a camera to go through the yeah. hallway, and they need actors to act next to each other and it's shit. It's a 1990s right? camera, so it takes up the whole fucking hallway. It's the size of a building. <laughs> It's like ENIAC. It's like the size of a warehouse. Uh, this episode was written by Brandon Braga, <laughs> who you might know as being uh, a writer for fucking everything dealing with Star Trek. Yeah, he's like uh, kind of heir apparent, right? Yeah. To- he was like to- Roddenberry Jr., really. Yeah. He, he and um, Rick Berman... Berman and him were, yeah. were big, yeah. So he has wrote 111 episodes of Star Trek. Oh, uh, 111. If you add a little squiggly, what is that? 9-11. Fucking wake up, sheeple! Welcome to Conspiracy Cast. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Anunnaki. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> So, 24 episodes of TNG, 48 episodes of Voyager, 37 episodes of Enterprise, and two major motion pictures. Yeah, he wrote uh, the shitty one. He wrote Generations and First Contact. Oh, I thought he wrote fucking... um, Who wrote the the sucky one, Insurrection? Who wrote that one? He did not. He did not have anything to do with that. I feel like that's him, though. Like, I... I, I, I just, it's I know just it's him, says, and they changed the name. Yeah, I feel like it's him. So he wrote the two good ones. I yeah, guess, he right? he um wrote the screenplay with Ronald D. Moore on both of them. Yeah, on yes, um, which you can tell in Generations, Ronald D. Moore is like like after watching Battlestar and then going back and watching Generations, I'm like, oh god, yeah, like I can see it. You see the footprint. I see it. Yeah. Um, what you might not know about Brandon Braga is that old school Star Trek fans fucking hate this man. So yeah, you were telling me before we started, and I, I know there's a general dislike of him. I don't know why though. I'm not sure why. Well, I actually didn't know exactly why either. It just feels yeah. It just feels like they just don't like him, right? Yeah. Like, I knew that there was animosity towards him because he and Rick Berman were in charge of Star Trek when it really started oh, to yeah, kind of go went, downhill when towards it went the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of backlash towards them about uh, the first two seasons of Enterprise. Yeah. Because they were sure. in charge of that, and they handed it off during the third season to a different team who right. made the third season much better than the previous two. Yeah, yeah. The third season's more serialized. Yeah. It's more like they go together. I mean, like the reason why Brandon Braga and Rick Berman handed it over was because of fan backlash. And I mean, I think the ship had literally, like, not to use this saying, but I think the ship had sailed at that point. Yeah, honestly, for like, sure. I mean, like it- when the third season was being like produced, the show had already been canceled. Yeah, I yeah I think 
also Star Trek just it oh, wasn't yeah. working for television anymore. They um, they had super oversaturated the market at that point. Yes. Yeah, they didn't wait. They didn't and, they they could have waited a couple of years and made Enterprise like and like made it better and Yeah. And again that was Brandon Braga and Rick Berman who made that decision to oversaturate. So again that's another like little sin or whatever. Sure, sure. The big thing and um, this is a little asterisk for anybody that ever gets involved with Star Trek. Never admit publicly that you're not a fan of Star Trek. Yeah, what is with <laughs> these geniuses? Like, so he, did he say that? Yeah, he was doing an interview. I don't buy with, that for a second, though. With Cinefantastique. <laughs> which is French? Um, I think it's just an American publication that's up its own ass. I'm not sure. <laughs> so it is French, yes. It, volume 24, issue 3 and 4, there were two parts of an interview where he admitted to having never been a fan of Star Trek growing up. So he meant, like, the original Yeah, Star he Trek. said he didn't care for the original series and still wasn't a fan. I think there's a better way to say that. I think you could say, like, I hadn't watched it when I was a kid, but... But I like, love, I love it. Yeah, like, people I think turned easily, on him though, like hardcore. Yeah, of, of course. And the the thing is, like at that point, Star Trek fandom was far more insular than it is now. Like you yeah. were a Trekkie or a Trekker, and there was no crossover between those even. Right. And then there was a bubble, and outside that were people who just didn't understand. Man. <laughs> You weren't there, man. You didn't. You don't feel what I feel. You don't feel the loss. <laughs> that was them, and like it's real to me, damn it. <laughs> Suddenly, this guy who was in charge of something they absolutely love was one of the outsiders, and yeah. there was a huge backlash about that. So I'll I'll go on record saying I don't really hold that much ill will towards Brandon Braga. He's not like J.J. Abrams trying yeah, to make I a don't, quick buck or anything. Yeah, I, I think that he to say that he isn't a fan of Star Trek like when he was making Star Trek is crazy. Like I think that guy obviously was a fan. I mean, he, there, did, he there, made there, some really good. Yeah, yeah. You can't make the things he's made in Star Trek like right. write the things he's written. He's not like a cog in the machine. He's right, like the he's, guy right. running it. He's like a show, like he runs the show, right? Yeah. Like there's no way that like he didn't like Star Trek. That's crazy yeah. to think that. Like, I mean, like I understand that mindset, the fan mindset, because like it's the lizard hindbrain part that we all have. Yeah. Some more than others. Wink. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, like, I followed this guy who um, works. He does animation on the Looney Tunes cartoons that are coming out soon. Okay. And somebody asked him like what he thought of these like these shorts or that shorts or this character, and he said, uh, "I don't know." I hate I'm, Tex Avery. <laughs> no, he said, "I don't know. I'm not a big enough. I'm not really a big enough fan of these characters to answer whether I like a short or not." Right. Like, and I was like flabbergasted that this guy who he, has the keys right. to the machine. He doesn't have the keys to the machine. He is just a part of it, but he doesn't like. He doesn't care for what he's doing enough to even answer that type of question. Drove me but insane. What he probably meant to say, and I don't mean to be like that guy who's like he's misquoted, or because I'm sure he said exactly what he said. Yeah. But like, what he probably meant was, I can't answer a specific question about a specific title of a short. Right. Like, I mean, it could have also just been that like you can't. 
like show favoritism or something towards right, he could, certain he could characters say, when you're under right. contract even who knows right he could, but at the time awful... like my lizard hindbrain was like other you well know? that's how i feel about abrams and that and that uh i'm gonna put it in i'm gonna put it in the, at the commercial the uh the clip of him saying he doesn't yeah, like he's, star trek. he's never been a star trek fan <laughs> yeah it, it shows it certainly fucking shows i absolutely dude. love john stewart's response to that where he's like excuse me wait let's go back to when you said you weren't a star trek fan yeah, he, he's like full-on like journalist mode at that point where he's, he's like, like wait a minute well, fucking john stewart loves star trek so he was fucking like offended for everybody at that moment and i appreciated he, that he was a national treasure but like I think the nail in the coffin for Brandon Braga that really sealed his fate with how people treat him is that he did 9/11. Yes, it was him on in Tower Seven the whole time. <laughs> he planted the bombs. Um, he actually he and Rick Berman were 100% behind the final episode of Enterprise. Sure. They had a completely different final episode idea that they were going to use, and they came in and said, no, we need to make this a love letter to all to the Star Trek. Star Trek. They still well, say they knew. that, by the way, which is horse shit, because it's only about TNG. Well, they knew this was it, right? Like, they knew that this was it. Like, there wasn't going to be more after this. Like, yeah. they knew. Like, they knew. Well, they, like, knew they knew that, but still, they made a terrible last episode. And, um, actually... Brandon Braga has said that Scott Bakula was fucking enraged when he found out that they were going to do that as the last episode. Because yeah. he had heard the idea they were going to do previously, the mythical idea that I can't find anywhere. Because I went it's looking. It's like nobody knows. Oh it's nobody said anything about it. Who does know? And like he was on board for that, and he found out about that final episode, and he was like, if I wasn't under contract, I wouldn't do it. He was <laughs> well, fucking I mean, pissed. <laughs> He was like, I did three seasons. We did three seasons of this show about these characters, and the and last about, episode isn't right. even about us. It's about, like, this bigger idea, which they didn't get to, which, like, sucks yeah. so much. <laughs> it fucking sucks, dude. And it's like, I, I understand why people hate that episode, and I understand, like, Rick Berman is, like, a slimy Hollywood like deal maker man right well that's the other part of this shit too that people kind of forget about is like like you were saying that like they they like oversaturated it but they had to right because they had to get it while you can like you can't oh, you yeah. can't just be like we we don't want to do this yet it like, was like that's they were it, trying right? to strike while the iron was hot but that shit right. was cooling down like unbelievably yeah. fast yeah they didn't read the room <laughs> and rick berman was like no more money more money more money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Rick Berman has pretty like he gives all these flowery speeches about like how much he loves Star Trek or whatever, but like, what has he contributed? Right. But Rick it's like Berman. Brandon Braga is like, I think he's charged with a lot of Rick Berman's crimes, which I think is yeah not, he's is tied unfair. to unfair. Yeah, it's not. I, I I agree with that. I think it's like again. I think like being a realist uh and and having uh, dipped my baby toe into some tv shit like as little as i saw i mean it was it was bananas like television is fucking crazy <laughs> like it's crazy um so i think like them doing all this shit like i think they had they had to right like they, like you can't just be like well i don't want to have a job anymore right i mean you can you can. 
<laughs> but like I think at the same time it's like well I want to make like a prequel which is sort of a bad idea but I think uh, as far as the, all the as like the subsequent prequels or whatever you want to call them like you can, like Enterprise is definitely the strongest oh yeah it's right? all prequels all the time now fucking oops all prequels like it's uh it's crazy we're never uh, gonna yeah. see a continuation of Star Trek ever again no it's just prequels now <sighs> what were they doing in twenty three oh three. Yeah, but it's a different universe. It's all yeah. this. Well, I it's, mean, maybe. Like the thing is, right. they they keep quoting my. It's my favorite thing when a new show is coming out or a new comic or a new video game. They like hyper analyze every word someone says. Right. So all Patrick Stewart had to say is like, "Well, in this universe, this this and this happens," but he means the Star Trek universe. Yeah, he could mean that, or he could mean like, right, like. He could have just said it off yeah. hand. Like, who knows? He's not right? thinking that people are going to hyperanalyze every word he says, but they do. Right. He's not being super specific because he's actually not allowed to be super yeah. specific. It's called an NDA. Look it up. Non-disclosure yeah. agreement. You get super butt-fucked. Yeah, that'll be your last day in Hollywood if you fuck that shit up. Unless you're working on the Marvel movies, you can just spoil shit as much as you want, I guess. <laughs> well, there's 50 of them, so whatever. <laughs> Tom Holland like, is like... Apparently, super notorious for just like saying the plot lines and spoilers <laughs> in interviews. I, I love that because fucking who cares, dude? Fuck and it. Every it's time so he fun. does it, he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you work for Disney now, dude. <laughs> you gotta keep that. You gotta keep a lid on that. <laughs> They're crazy, man. Yeah, They'll fucking murder your family. <laughs> That's the saga of Brandon Braga. I'm sure I could make a great oh song out of that. Oh my god. It's like American Pie length. Fuck yeah. The saga of Braga. Brandon Braga vilified unfairly? Uh, Question mark? Top five reasons Brandon Braga isn't a dickhead? Um, unfortunately, uh, there is there are stories of him being homophobic to writers who were gay who came in. He's a baby boomer, so of course there are. Yeah. Um, when was he born? He was born in 2011. <laughs> uh, 1965. Oh, yeah. He's peak baby boomer. That's um, That explains Those it. are uh, unsubstantiated. Actually, no. He apologized for them. Never mind. They're substantiated. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, apparently, a writer came in who was gay, and he like never struck him. He never said anything sideways to him, ever. But uh, he was pitching a Harry Kim story where he got a new love interest named Kayla and Brandon Braga interrupted him like cut him off and said now Steve is Kayla a woman or a man <laughs> and he said uh, she's a woman Brandon Harry's not gay and then he made like uh, he was like oh well you know you never know with you guys And then he started doing like really gross sexual innuendo to try and make other like people a, in the room laugh. Like he was like he interrupted like him and lick. said, "So at any time does Harry actually get to lick her wormhole?" <laughs> I can't tell if you're making this up. I'm. This I wish I was. <laughs> it sounds like something we would make up. This sounds like a fucking thing we would say to be gross but apparently Brandon Braga said you deserve he apologized and said you deserved an apology I'm just sorry it was a decade late when he apologized yeah. 10 years later yeah you su you're stuck in a room I don't want to defend him but you're stuck in a room with people shit happens <laughs> 
I wouldn't say that you're to anybody. You're but... stuck in a room and then you get homophobic in a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he was afraid he was gonna like be a. Maybe he was just Brandon Braga was afraid of his attraction to this man. Probably. That's what it really is. Probably. Brandon Braga was like, "Shit, I want to have sex with him, but I'm not gay. But I'm not gay. You're gay. You're gay. You never know with you guys." I don't. Do I get the liquor wormhole? Ha! Ah, I'm straight. Ah, I love women. <laughs> Pussies is what I want. Uh, so who knows? But uh, since we've spent about 20 minutes talking about shit that doesn't matter to this episode, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back and actually talk about the episode. Yay! Question mark. <laughs> It's why when people like do sequels or, or, or rip off movies, you know, of a genre, they're ripping off the wrong thing. You're not supposed to rip off the shark or the monster. You gotta rip off, you know, if you rip something off, rip off the character, rip off the stuff that matters. I mean, look inside yourself and figure out what is inside you, because ultimately, you know, the mystery box uh, is, is all of us. So. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you, um, it's not going to be a gooder service this time. It's going to be J.J. Abrams being a shit face, right? I mean, if I remember, which I probably will. I'm pretty good about that. Yeah, you usually put in what you say you're going to put in. I have a really good memory about certain things. Numbers, I'm really good at remembering numbers. Asses. I can draw a butt. I mean, I'm not good at drawing the butt, but I can, like outline of like all the butts I've seen him on. He can draw a photorealistic ass. Don't listen to him. <laughs> it's the only thing he can draw, but he can draw it perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I should just get really good at drawing butts. <laughs> There's a career in that, I'm sure. I mean, it's butts. Uh, so in this episode, it starts like, I remember I was starting to play the episode and I said, oh yeah, this isn't a bad episode. And then Neelix's fucking face oh appeared my out God. of the darkness. It's, um, it's, it's a, uh, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. The first, like, 20 minutes of this episode, I was zoning out. Like, I, I was, was just, I like, was playing a game on my phone during most of it. I was like, I was like, I think I remember this one. At first, I, honestly, I was like, I didn't remember which one it was until I saw, like, the flicking, uh, Netflix preview that flicks the images, you know? Yeah. And then I saw the, uh, the Excelsior, and I was like, okay, it's that one. Okay, I remember this one. The, right, but the preview first, image on mine had George Takei in it, so I was like, oh, yes. okay, I remember what that one is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at first I thought it was the Tuvix episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, are we going to have to fucking watch Tuvix? Because it's early on, and that one is pretty early on, I think. You know how, like, people say they like something ironically for long enough that you're not even sure whether they're being ironic anymore? Yeah. That's Tuvix. That's called people. <laughs> That's fucking Tuvix. Like, everybody's like, look, Tuvix is a great episode. Tuvix is a dog tu- shit episode. Tuvix fucking sucks, bro. I mean, Tuvix it has like is- a... It has a good moral quandary, but it's like, that moral quandary takes up like two minutes every ten minutes of the episode. Dude, I, I don't I can't, I can't even speak to Tuvix that much because I've seen the episode a handful of times and I don't remember a goddamn thing about it's it. It's garbage. 
but it's like the two worst characters in the show. I mean, Tim Russ and Tuvok are, isn't the worst character, no. but like I love you Tuvok. mix him with literally mix him with Neelix, it's awful. I hate it. Yeah, it's like if if Tuvok is like peanut butter, you think they're like, oh, we'll, we'll like mix him with Neelix. It'll be peanut butter and chocolate. No, but Neelix it's, is it, dog shit. It's it's mix- peanut butter and and clams. <laughs> That's like what it is. It's like no. But, like, oh, apparently man. Neelix is trying to make a drink. He's trying to make a drink that's orange juice and also other juice. And apparently it looks this like is, grapefruit juice. Apparently this is, like, a difficult task that Neelix needs a taste tester for. <laughs> and he picks the guy who's, like, not going to give a shit about what he's yeah, drinking. Yeah, he's like, fucking, bring me some Plomeek soup. It tastes like take, nothing. <laughs> I'll take some hot bread water. Do you have any of that? <laughs> that's what my people eat. But he's, like... Yeah, it's all right. Because he fucking hates Neelix. You can tell. Like, oh yeah, Vulcans aren't allowed to hate, but he hates Neelix. <laughs> and Neelix is like, "I'll make you some eggs." Here's a fucking story that's like, you're like, Tuvok is supposed to be annoyed at this shitty story about eggs that goes on too long. Um, yeah, we the audience also have are to listen annoyed. to this story. Yes. We are annoyed. Like I was like, I don't. I was checked out at the Neelix. Like, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm usually like pretty not hard on Neelix. Like, I think you know because I always send you the Neelix gift. It's the bane of my life. Yeah, <laughs> which it's either Neelix gifts or Cheryl Blossom gifts. Look, one of those is a billion fucking times better than the other, and it's not furry feet dancing. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Cheryl doesn't have furry feet. No, unless unless she does. I don't know. Is she a Hobbit? I didn't know that about her. Maybe. That's fine. She's still hot. Um, next season. Next season on Rivendale. <laughs> um, so, like, we have to listen to this boring fucking egg story, but then they blow up, and everybody's like, oh, no, what happened? It must yeah. be a power surge. Yeah, the stove, like, explodes. Like, and, like, how do Neelix you have has a fucking, stove? How do you have your fucking stove hooked up to your warp core, anyway? What the it's fuck? Like EP, it's, like, direct EPS link to... It's, like, this fucking shit is, like, throwing out plasma radiation <laughs> and shit. Like, fucking, we're all getting irradiated when we go to the fucking cafeteria. It's like the warp core's <laughs> acting up again. I can't use my microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Who's using their microwave on deck two? <laughs> we gotta go to warp seven. But, like... They've apparently been working in engineering, and they got a new energy source, and uh, who cares? Captain Janeway calls him to the bridge. Yeah, and who cares? Exactly. It's, it's, here's a plot. Here's a MacGuffin. Yeah, they have... We need to get this stuff. They're floating around the gaseous anomaly. And the anomaly so has, like, super powerful energy in it. Yeah, it's called Cerulean. Yes, Cerulean. Which is a thing. <laughs> and all the bridge officers show up and they're like, we could use it to power our gas-powered dildos. Like, <laughs> I think we should use it to make a robot. And then the robot like makes the food and then Neelix could just have a day off. It's like all these <laughs> terrible ideas. Let's use the power to make a sexy calendar and sell it in the school store. <laughs> What if we get a car wash for all of Tom Paris's old cars that he likes to play with on the holodeck? But, uh, of course, Janeway is like, all these ideas are fucking stupid. Yeah. But, um... We're just gonna use it for the fucking warp core assholes. Yeah, Tuvok has an aneurysm. 
Yeah, he gets like real like epileptic. Yeah, and Jamie's like, "Are you okay?" That's that's the modern medicine. That's what you do when somebody's having a seizure. You go, Are "You okay?" Put a wallet in his mouth. We don't need his wallets. We have no money. Oh God, he's gonna die. We don't have wallets. <laughs> he's gonna choke on his own tongue. Um, <laughs> but everybody looks around and they're like, "Oh my God, Tuvok, what's wrong?" And he's like, "Fuck, I'm having a seizure, assholes." I spent too much time with Neelix. Can I go to sick bay? <laughs> He has to ask. <laughs> yeah. Like, just go, dude. Like, no, You're grown up. If I was a captain of a ship and somebody started having a seizure on the bridge, I would probably take them to Med Bay. But instead, would, they just let him go by himself. Uh, yeah, no, you'd have to go with him, right? But I would I would abuse the fuck out of the site-to-site transport, like, at all times. Yeah. I'd be like, beam me to my ready room, please. <laughs> fucking beam myself Beam him straight there. to Sig Bay. But no, they just let yeah. him take the elevator by himself. Fuck it. Yeah, what could go wrong? But uh, he has a vision of a tiny Tuvok holding onto a human girl's hand. Yeah, and she's and like, Tuvok, like, don't let me fall! She's falling into like a giant fucking gigantic crevice yeah. on the, what looks like Vulcan. And get used to the sound of that little girl going, Tuvok! Oh my god, I want <laughs> we're not even close to there yet, but there's a hilarious part of this episode oh, man. that... I must have fell asleep during that part. <laughs> cackle. I fucking cackled laughing with how fucking... I tried to find it. I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to have to, like, get it, find it, figure out a way to, like, record it. Because, like, oh, my God. We'll get there eventually. I may have missed this, but... Um, no, you, you've probably seen it. You know. You saw it. But, like, he can't hold on to her, and she plummets to her death. And so Tuvok yeah. has an ultra seizure <laughs> and falls into sickbay and... Kess is there because she's also in the show. Oh, right! Kess is here! And, uh... She didn't fuck a kid yet or whatever happened with her. She showed her vagina to children, and that was well after the show. She's a pederast. Yeah. She's a pederast, dude. (laughs) Uh, What's a pederast? (laughs) God damn it, Donnie. (laughs) You're out of your element! (laughs) Um, but he passes out on the floor, and Kess is also in the episode. So... Um, we yay, Cass is here. We have our opening credits, right? <laughs> and I, that's I song. of course skip them because who yeah, the fuck cares about Voyager's theme? It is cool when they fly through that like Saturn rings and fuck them all up. Yeah, though. let's just destroy <laughs> this Saturn rings. rings. <laughs> fuck them. This looks awesome. Off. Look how cool this is. Doing burnouts on Saturn rings. But uh, Tuvok is in Med Bay with the Doctor and Cass. And he's like, yeah, I had this vision about this girl hanging off a cliff, uh, but that didn't happen. I don't, yeah, I don't never have any memory of that. And the doctor's like, the doctor lists off the most Star Trek list of reasons that this may have happened. Yeah. Where he's like, well, it could be a hallucination, it could be a repressed memory, or it could be that we're bumping up against another reality for a moment. <laughs> it's to make the audience think like, oh my god, it literally could be anything. It could be anything. Even a virus that turns into a memory? <laughs> <laughs> and, Which, anyway. Anyway, um, the doctor's like, well, Tuvok, you've had th- at least two horrible seizures in the past yeah. ten minutes. But I'm gonna let you go. <laughs> you look fine. Here's here's a neurocortical monitor that I'll attach behind your ear with uh, silly putty. Cool. I'm glad that this doctor's gonna see all my brain shit. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't think of anything sick. I'm probably gonna start thinking about vaginas and calling them wormholes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the worst name 
for a vagina ever. Yeah, because you don't want to think about a worm coming no. out of that. That's just fucking na- Dude, that's fucking disgusting. Fuck that. But uh, Tuvok goes back to his room, and uh, Harry Kim is in this episode, too. Yeah, he Harry's sort of like the helper to to Janeway in this episode, I yeah. guess, like in helping investigate it. I don't know why. Um, I have actually, no Tuvok goes to engineering, I guess. So, I thought he lights up some incense in his room, or is that not that yet? Night, it's not yet. He goes to engineering, and he's like, hey, Torres, Bellana, like, um, we need, like, what did the censors say? And Harry Kim's like, I did the censors. They didn't show anything. <laughs> and um, Tuvok's like, well, we should run some sweeps again since we're so close to Klingon space. That's right, that's right. And, and they're like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? We're in the Delta Quadrant, you silly. You dang ass, you Vulcan idiot. <laughs> Why don't you get your green hobgoblin blood checked? <laughs> get out of here, green blood. Um, They don't but say he, that. He has yet another seizure. Shocker. It's almost like this is going to be a thing. He sees the girl again. It, it's just repeating in his mind. He keeps seeing the girl and uh, so they send him back to sick bay, and the doctor, who uh, was apparently not going to do anything before, is like, hey, how about a mind meld? Yeah, he's got some, like, I guess what would be considered, like, homeopathic he's medicine in Star Trek. Like a new age horse shit. He's, yeah, he's like, why don't you meditate with someone else about it? He's like, <laughs> yeah, there's no medical cure for this. Apparently, if you get it, if you're a Vulcan and you get it, you just get, fucking get brain damaged, and that's the yeah, end. <laughs> it's what it's called. It's, some, it's called something. I don't know. I can't find it right now. But I don't remember what it's I, called either. Apparently, Vulcans like their their repressed memories physically destroy their brain because like their brains are so like confined and like I don't know, like uh, disciplined. Like their mind yeah. can't like adapt to the repressed memory or whatever. It's it's what it needed to be for this episode's plot right, to happen. Right. <laughs> they, so so there was danger of him dying. Yeah. Right. Like there needs to be some kind of consequence to this. Otherwise, it would be like give this dude some seizure medicine and send him back to work. <laughs> yeah, it's Star Trek, so like we can just fix like everything. So he's fine, right? <laughs> but they have like a cute moment where Tuvok is like, I can only mind meld with someone who's family. So I trust you implicitly, Janeway. You're the closest I have to family. Yeah, there's a part where she's <clears> like, "I'm the closest thing to family he has," because she's being the mom again, yeah. right? Like, I'm everybody's mom on the ship. Yeah, I'm a cool mom though. Like, we- I wear I wear slacks. <laughs> <laughs> like, we make jokes about like Picard being like the ship's dad, like he's Starfleet yeah. dad, but Janeway is literally Voyager's mom. Yeah, Picard's like we we make jokes about the dad thing because like he's Data's dad or oh, whatever. He, but he like, is Data's dad, though. <laughs> but like he's like the general, right? Yeah. Like he's in charge. Like he's the guy. But Janeway is literally like offended when anyone is like going through trouble. It's like her personal yep. problem. My my babies, my babies, my babies, <laughs> my baby Tuvok. I gotta lift the car off of him with my superhuman strength. Fuck yeah, that's Janeway in a nutshell right there she gets yeah, the super a, strength when her babies are harmed in a butt shell <laughs> sorry i'm just thinking about drawing janeway's butt just thinking about drawing her butt does janeway have a butt and those slacks oh yeah you know she calls them slacks too i have to put on my party slacks 
they're tan. <laughs> Everything is tan in twenty in twenty three seventy. Yeah. Fucking especially <laughs> everyone's clothes who isn't in Starfleet is tan. Fucking Earth tan tones. and brown. I guess that's how they know they're from Earth. Is they're wearing <laughs> Earth tones. Uh, but Janeway's gonna do a mind meld, and um, as soon as they do, they're expecting to access the memory of the girl in the cliff. But right. they just immediately find themselves on the USS Excelsior. Shit's blowing up. There's smoke everywhere, and they're doing the camera tilt lunge. Fuck yeah. All like over the pros. place. And it's she's like, hell. where are we? What's happening? And they're like, oh, we're engaged in battle with a Klingon vessel. What what period of time is this? What memory? And emerging yeah. from the smoke is Captain Hikaru Sulu. Oh, my God. He's back. He's back, and he's looking regal as fuck. He's, he's looking good in this episode, man. He's, uh, I don't know. I got... I kind of got excited again when he showed up. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Somebody I like is on this show. <laughs> a character that's cool. And he's awesome <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's, he's great at everything. I love him. I do too. I, I, he's amazing. He's amazing. He could just like read a fucking phone book and I'd be like, this is great. He's got that voice, right? Where like he could say or do anything and it's great. I'm mentally ill. <laughs> Have you like left that at the end of a bunch yeah, of episodes? It's just, it's just stay in there forever until we find another <laughs> thing to latch onto. But uh It's the laugh track that kills me. So <laughs> they laugh at it. I just love that like Sulu's like yelling out his orders or whatever, and he's like, Commander Rand, damage report, and fucking Janice Rand, the yeoman, is in this episode and I completely they forgot. Got everybody. They got everybody back. Yeah, they got the guy who turns around in his chair and gives reports in Star Trek uh, Five, six. six. It's in six. Yeah, in Star Trek Six. Like he, they got this, that guy. Yeah. And there's footage of him is, from the movie turning around and giving the report. But then there's also acted, footage of him. Yeah. On the sh- no, they reenact the shots. It's it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Like there there is a shot because I noticed this. It might just be like different lighting that did this but there's a yeah. shot where sulu falls back into his chair and he looks over to his side and he says damage yes. report and then yes. it cuts to what looks like the movie shot like it's perfectly shot like the movie the movie is darker yeah. the, like it's more dramatic and this is but they reenact those those scenes like it's, it's seamless it's impressive though. none of it yeah. sticks out because it's really well done it's just different angles and stuff. Cause like I've seen Star Trek six so many times that like, I, I remember like, I know exactly the part you're talking about where he falls back in his chair and he kind of is like, like pinned to the chair yep. kind of, and he turns to damage report. Like it's like so well done how he does it. It's uh, this scene made me want more than absolutely anything. A series about Sulu's ship and their adventures about the Excelsior. Yeah. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah, I would be great, but uh, Sulu is like 207 years old. Well, now he is. Like, at the time, they could have just used this set and everything. But, like, if it was animated, they could fight a Quetzalcoatl? <laughs> Josh loves the Quetzalcoatl. He loves it. It's, Dude, one of these days the I'm going to give a figure of a Quetzalcoatl. I would fucking love that. A Quetzalcoatl put that on your Fuck desk. It, the god of, I think, death. You remember when Kirk fought this? <laughs> <laughs> it had a spaceship? I don't know. Ancient aliens. 
But, uh, like, there's a dead guy on the floor, and they're like, why are we on the Excelsior? What could this yeah. have to do with that little girl that died from your hands? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> At this part, honestly, I was like, this episode is bananas. Like, there's parts of this episode where it feels like it's it's off the rails, and not in a good way. That's true. Like, there, like there's parts of this episode that are, like, completely pointless. Yes. Like, the one that really sticks out in my mind, we're not anywhere near it yet, is when Sulu can suddenly see... Yes. Jane Thank Lynn. you. Like, Thank you. I wanted to talk about that. That's completely pointless, because nothing mean, comes of it. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because they just hide her. Like, they just put her in a uniform. Yeah. Like, what's the point? It, just make it so they can't see her. The like, idea is, like, to put her in a uniform. Like, all we want to see her right. in that era is uniform. Just we have sell her a toy. wear it they can, when she they shows sell up. sell a toy. Yeah, just have her be in it, right? Yeah. Why is she in her uniform? Why is Tuvok in his uniform? It's all happening in his mind, so why? Why it doesn't matter, It's right? like a holodeck situation. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's it's imagined. It's a, Yeah. But uh, he's like, yeah, this battle happened because there was an incident three days earlier, and then they just flash back. They flash back in the mind meld. Yeah. To Praxis. Mind meld flashback. And Which I love this. This is the part of the episode where I'm like, all right, I love this. I do too. There's a, gr- there's a great <laughs> scene where like Rand comes in and she says, it's time to protect the Federation from gaseous, gaseous anomalies. anomalies. <laughs> yeah. And all the guys are like, ha, ha, ha. Our jobs are pointless. <laughs> <laughs> we sleep in bunk beds like children. Yeah, that's a little... Like I guess that's how it was for like non-bridge officers since bridge yeah. officers had their own quarters. But you but see uh, Sulu's captain's quarters in the movie when he yells at Christian Slater. Oh, yeah. Dude, um, Janice Rand has her own quarters on TOS, and she's a fucking yeoman. Yeah, yeomans aren't high up. So I, th- I think everybody has their own quarters. Yeah. Janice Rand. She's in this episode, which like I completely forgot. I also yeah, completely I, I, forgot that Kang is in this episode. Which is great also. I, I love, love that. that. Some Kang is always good. That's always a good time. I think I've mentioned this probably a million times, but Kang is the voice of Mr. Freeze from Batman the I Animated never heard Series. That. I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger was Mr. No, Freeze. The good Mr. Freeze. Cool out. Chill, chill out. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. Wow. Um, but, uh, like, he's in his commons quarters or whatever, and Tuvok is like, I'm going to prepare some Vulcan tea for Captain Sulu. Yeah. And Janice Rand's like, oh, kiss an ass, huh, you fucking brown noser. And he's like, wait, <laughs> wait no. <laughs> uh, dude, I love how uh, in the movie, because this is happening, I guess we should specify, this is happening uh, concurrently with Star Trek Six, yeah. right? Like, this is when Tuvok returns to Starfleet, right? No, this is before he leaves. He's before he leaves. Yeah. Like This gets a little confusing with him. Uh before he leaves, so he's on the Excelsior back in the day because Vulcans live forever. Yeah, they're he's, old as fuck. He's it's like eighty years ago, right? Whatever it is. Uh, so they're intercutting the show with the movie and the and like it's a it's a neat workaround. It's a there's a thing here on the wiki where they talk about uh, like trials and tribulations, like how they how this was like a thing they were doing back then. They were like, what can we use and like like splice into the show and like make the universe like bigger right it was like like a definite desire amongst some of the writers 
to create a sense of continuity between yes. these shows, like between Which the is whole great. timeline of Star Trek. Which is cool. I think that that's cool. I, I, I don't too. mind that Tuvok is there. Like, whatever. Tuvok was on the Excelsior. Fuck it. Who yeah, he cares, was right? All, like, like, there's only so much of the bridge that's shown when we see Sulu on the Excelsior. Of course he could yeah. have been just to the side. Right. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Who knows? I think also he is in, in the movie, isn't he? He is. He's not a Vulcan. He's not a Vulcan, though. It is Tim Russ, though. It's Tim Russ. Yes. Um, so maybe they're just like, well, just imagine some... He's... If it was George Lucas, he'd go back and put ears on him. <laughs> uh, also, there'd be a dewback lizard walking across the screen. If it was... Who let this dewback lizard in here? Just give it enough time, they'll go back and remaster these episodes. Like, they'll make the fucking Gorn blink, but they'll give him ears in the movie. <laughs> they'll make him blink. I watched Return of the Jedi on TV the other day at, uh, at uh, Zane's parents' house, and... Uh, the blinking caught me. I, I never saw it. I, I went to see that in the theater when they re-released it, and I don't remember the blinking. I was like, oh, weird. That's a weird. Anyway, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Uh, there is a cutesy <laughs> little moment where Janeway says, you never brought me tea. Uh-oh. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> trouble, trouble in paradise. Mike Sadorf's calling me. Of course he is. <laughs> We're doing a podcast, Mike. Jesus Christ. So Jesus. Tuvok gives Sulu the tea and he's like, outstanding. <laughs> I love this brown water. <laughs> and he's like, I'll have to give you a promotion. And he's like, no, wait. <laughs> I've never given anyone anything. <laughs> and he's like, if you're going to serve on my ship, you're going to need to learn how to appreciate a joke. And yeah. don't tell me that Vulcans don't have a sense of humor, because I know better. Yep, he know, he's referencing the guy that everyone loves. He's referencing it's Spock. Commander Spook. <laughs> Do you have a hearing problem, mister? That's what he says. And <laughs> the, the thing about that is... Captain Sulu's being a little racist. <laughs> he's saying that Vulcans have a sense of humor? He's like... Everybody's being a little bit like that. He like this is Tuvok's whole thing, where he's like the Federation. Everyone in the Federation is so human centric. Like right. they want you to be like them, and they're uncomfortable by the fact that you're not. Right. And it's sort of like a, a little darker side of Star Trek, I, I guess. It's like we as an audience understand that Tuvok is just kind of being hypersensitive. Right. Like, he he is straight with us himself. He says, I didn't want to be in Starfleet, so it was coloring all my perceptions. Yeah, he was finding reasons to... He was finding things to hate, right? Like, we've all done it. And there's there's a great... Uh, I guess it's quote-unquote great. I don't really like it, but some people do, where... Janeway's like, oh, his, he doesn't look anything like his portrait at Starfleet headquarters, and Tuvok's like, 23rd century holographic imagers had less accurate resolution. And Which, I'm like, like, it's the what? fucking 23rd y century! Y that's, yeah, I know. It, it's, that's dumb, because, like, why, what would the resolution need to be? Like, we have fucking, like, crazy resolution now. Like, we have, like, 8K resolution now. They had like eight hundred thousand K resolution. It literally, was, they had, it was yeah, less they accurate than what we have now. They literally have things that scan the entire light 
uh, every photon in the room and record it in a fucking device. Like, that's the highest resolution you can get. This like, is, there is a limit to resolution. Like, that would be it. I can already Knowing, hear. I know we're not, like, he's not on a show right now, but I can hear Kevin listening to this giggling at imagers. Imagers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he loves imagers. That. They're not called cameras anymore. They're, They're imagers because it's futuristic. <laughs> I guess it's a little more accurate. They're not, like, capturing the light like a camera does, yeah. right? They're kind of recording. They're, like I said, they're recording where all the photons are. Like, that's it. That's all the resolution there is in reality. Like, that's it, dude. But it's not as good in the 23rd century for some no. reason. They're, they went back to Polaroid. <laughs> but uh, Janeway's like, there's no mention of you, like, serving on the Excelsior. What the hell is that about? And yeah. he seems like he's a little hesitant to answer that. But uh, he he mentions that this was his first assignment when he was 29. 29? He just graduated Starfleet Academy at 29, actually. Which, Which makes me wonder, like, how long do you stay in Starfleet Academy, and when do you go in? Well, he had all those problems, too. They kind of they give Tuvok, like, like, the Spock syndrome, where he's not, like, a like a fully like gung-ho Vulcan right like he's got like emotional problems there there's episode where he's a little kid and they kind of flashback or whatever mm-hmm. to him getting disciplined because he's not like he's got like emotional problems or whatever well for a Vulcan that's like any emotion he, right? he doesn't so. understand why he has to hide his emotions yes yes and uh he has a much longer path towards yeah like controlling his emotions and stuff which is like it's my problem with Vulcans in general. I love Vulcans. They're my favorite alien race, maybe in anything. Yeah. But, like, Star Trek writers don't fever. know how to write them. <laughs> no, because they always give them human, like, problems. They write them and... as Spock, is the thing. Right. Like, down to the point where, like, Vulcans all have Spock's haircut. Right. Like, they, all, they all dress the same. Like, Spock has a haircut. And his dad has a similar, but not the same not haircut. Not the same haircut, But right. then his every Vulcan right. ever after that has the same haircut. Even though, like, all the other Vulcans we see have completely different haircuts in TOS. It, it would be interesting if somebody were to come up with, like, a Vulcan character that had a, a, a Vulcan point of view about something. And that's tough to do because, like, you're inventing it, right? That's true. But, like... There, I mean, what would their society's problems be? Like, su- su- like pressure to succeed is always yeah, there because they're mean, like highly like intelligent. My favorite like, Vulcan stories are all about differences of like viewpoint between the Vulcans. Right. Like, being perfectly logical doesn't mean everyone agrees on what the right. perfectly logical choice is. Logic is a logic is subjective. Like yep. as as far as anything, but right? They like, think it isn't. Is the thing, and that makes right. great conflict between two people who have different ideologies. In a lot of ways, they're like hyper religious because, oh, like, yeah. their religion is logic, and the, everything revolves around like their quest for like perfect logic, which do, like doesn't exist because like the universe is like fucking crazy complicated, yeah. right? <laughs> well, that's the thing about Vulcans is that they seek logic as a way to control the chaos of the universe. Like there's a to great control scene. themselves. Oh yeah, so, yeah. There's a great scene in this episode where Tuvok is like trying to control himself by like yeah. chanting Vulcan mantras, right? 
and really, at the end of the day, like the search for logic that Vulcans go through is entirely about controlling their incredibly powerful emotions that can rule them very easily. Yeah, and and Tuvok, uh, I almost said Spock. Tuvok uh, also pulls the, the. We see the early on stages of what we see in Enterprise, where like Tuvok's like, in your brief but violent history, I don't know how you like survived. Like, oh, yeah. how humanity survived. Because, like, to Vulcans, like, everything that humans are is abhorrent because they were like that. And they yep. rejected that violence, right? That's the that's thing that Star Trek does really well, is having someone confronted by themselves, basically. Yeah. And seeing that, like, abhorring reaction and having them come to realize that's why they have it. Right, like, that's why I don't like That happens to that. Riker every time he meets somebody, pretty much. Riker, yeah, it happens to Riker a bunch. It happens to even uh, uh, Kirk mm-hmm. in in 6, where he's like, oh, I'm just being exactly like these people. Yeah, he, he has I'm that, exactly like the Klingon. He has that great realization where he's like, maybe people better than us should be right forging the future. Right, which is hard. Like, that's... I think something we suffer from right now, you yeah, know, people refuse to accept that their worldview has become outdated and was wrong it's, all along. Right. It's tough to admit that you were wrong. I think we would be all be better if we would be like, yeah, that wasn't a right. That was not the right thing to do. Yep. We could move on from it then. And then it won't, it, you know, won't be a, a big as issue as it is. <laughs> Hopefully, or we'll just die. Who knows? Uh, humans will kill themselves off eventually. Yay! World War Three. Before the Bell riots. <laughs> <laughs> but before, uh, like Tuvok is able to talk more about his time on the Excelsior, um, like uh, Janeway interrupts. She doesn't let him finish for some reason. She's just like, uh, "Are they about to fight the Klingons?" And he's like, "No, not yet." Like. Um, the Klingon moon Praxis had just exploded, like Star Trek VI. Yeah. And she says, you know, that's where the Federation-Klingon peace treaty came from. Yeah, she has to tell the people who didn't see the movie about what it is. See our movie! She's like, this is what this is. I hate that in, I hate that in television. Oh. It's it, You need to do it, but, like, I hate it. Buy it on VHS! <laughs> it's only $90! But uh, that's how much movies cost. Now. Jesus, <laughs> they uh, get caught in the subspace shockwave from Praxis exploding, which is straight footage from Star Trek VI. Yeah, they took it from the movie, which still looks great. It does. It looks really cool. There's something that's lost. Like the movies, especially, have this. Like the original series is a whole lot of like stock shots. Yeah, but there's something so weird and alien about the space shots in the movies. Yeah, they're they feel cold. Yeah, because they're they're not real, they, right? They feel like, distorted in some way that really makes it feel like an alien environment that we don't understand. Yeah, what they do now in like the JJ movies is they just flip the camera around. Oh, it's upside down. In space, there is no up or down. Also, look at this crazy planet. Wow, oh, everything's orange. It looks like fucking Guardians of the fucking Galaxy. Remember that movie? This one's that movie, but with characters that we don't care about. Look, there's Groot. He's dancing. So, um... (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> the sh- the shockwave like hits the ship, and like Sulu does shields up. He does all of his shit from the movie. Yeah, turn the ship into the wave like a cool surfer. Hang tan off the off the front of the ship. And uh, Sulu's like, "What the fuck is going on? What was that? Like, let's uh, scan. That's what it's called in Star Trek. Yeah, they scan." Yeah. And Janeway's like, um, "Do we go? Do they go to investigate or not?" And Tuvok says, "Oh no, they were warned off by the Klingons and continued yeah. their survey mission because we don't have time to show that in this episode. We had to have that bit with Neelix in the fucking kitchen. That was more important. So we don't have time. Yeah. But two days passed, and um, two Starfleet officers are arrested <gasps> for the assassination of a Klingon Chancellor. That sounds familiar. Who could it be? But the s- Captain Picard. <laughs> Sulu feels says that he has an intense loyalty towards them. Like he lived with those people. They saved his life dozens yeah. of times over. We're going to rescue them against orders. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even ask anybody if they're in on it, like Picard does in the movies. He's just like, we're fucking doing it. We're going. I'm in charge. Do you have a hearing problem, mister? We're saving Kirk and we're saving McCoy. They're my best friends forever. Even though I hate them. <laughs> I hate fucking William Shatner so much. Well, yeah, Shatner and Kirk, I try to keep as far apart in my brain as possible. Yeah. So I still yeah. like Kirk a lot. <laughs> Um, but everybody's on board. They're all like, yes, sir, sir, we're going to save these living legends because we feel, we feel emotions, right. gross fucking human emotions. Filthy emotions. Uh, Tuvok is not okay with it. Tuvok is like, we're breaking orders. I have to engage a formal complaint. Right. And he's like, it's rather bold for someone who has an entire two months of space duty. <laughs> pretty good and Janice Rand is like are you fucking kidding me she's like I'm sorry sir it'll never happen again I'm gonna beat him yeah. to death <laughs> she's, I'm gonna flog him she's like I was on board the Enterprise with him as well so you don't fucking talk to him like that ever yeah, yeah. and she Crazy. relieves him of duty and Sulu's like t- he says well you're te- you're technically very right you yeah. also couldn't be more wrong. He's like, you're absolutely right, but you're also absolutely wrong. He says, you know, you have to have a loyalty to the people you serve with, which is 100% true. Right. And they talk about that in Enterprise, which I think is cool. And it, like, adds to this, like, family thing that, like, JJ tried to latch on to. Like, we're a family, which, without any context yeah, or whatsoever. Yeah, you become a family. Like, right. TOS didn't even set out to do that. And it did but it. But it did perfectly. it anyway because yeah. the characters start out being very formal and like militaristic right. in the way they inter- they talk to it's each a tr- other. It's like trust, right? Yeah. Like it takes time to trust people, and and it's you can't just say it. You can't just say how your characters feel. That makes me angry. Oh, <laughs> um, fucking JJ Trek. But yeah, he he basically <laughs> lays out on the line like you've been through so much with these people 
that like he's he has a great line let the regulations be damned yeah what are they gonna do to him right like this dude has seen everything like he's seen he went back in time and flew a helicopter and got transparent aluminum this dude fucking <laughs> like saved earth like so many fucking times this like whatever the dude fucking universe man. yeah like fucking fire me who like at that point fuck it who gives a shit do you remember take a, take the ship away who cares do you remember in the movies when Tuvok started wearing his jacket over his shoulder like he was like he was had a cape wasn't that fucking awesome <laughs> I love that but he, Tupac is like this is most illogical because I'm a cling I'm a fucking Vulcan not a Klingon I'm yeah. the opposite of a Klingon I'm a Vulcan <laughs> and Sulu has the fucking perfect slam dunk he says you better believe it yeah <laughs> that's him the Excelsior at a warp speed Janeway's like, Tuvok, you did the right thing. And Tuvok's like, perhaps. Yeah, he's still... The jury's still out on this one for Tuvok. So the plan, straight from Star Trek VI, is that they're going to use the nebula to conceal... Like, going into Klingon space. nebula. I can see it in the map on Star Trek Online. I know where this is. I can see it. Well, it appears uh, identical to the nebula that they were near back in the real world, if you remember any yep. of that shit from the beginning of the it's episode. It's called the Azura Nebula, and it's blue, so there you go. It's blue. Azura being blue in Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only in Vulcan. Yeah. Um, Tuvok <laughs> remembers the girl again and has a seizure, and then they... Oh, we forgot about this fucking little girl coming back, and his, uh, this... This episode is all over the place. <laughs> so he wakes up, and the doctor's like, oh my god, he's... He's having a seizure. I care this time. <laughs> and uh, and send him to his room alone <laughs> to di- to die silently. Fucking, he's like straight up. The dude has had two seizures at the beginning of this episode, and the doctor's just like, "Go home. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Walk it off." Fucking you world's worst doctor. <laughs> he's an asshole, dude. He. I would hate the oh, dude. He sucks. Everybody loves him. He's like the doctor that I had that, like, when I had to go to the doctor and I made a joke and he totally hated it. He was like, he would not. The doctor would hate jokes for sure. I like the doctor as a character, but I would never want to spend any time with him as a person. Yeah, he'll just experiment on you. He'll just, like, do shit to you. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Um, (laughs) On that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back after these messages. To stop a deadly vision. Help me to look. To end one man's madness. Your mind to my mind. They must go back in time. My first deep space assignment aboard the Excelsior. Back with a legend. Who are you? What are you doing on my ship? Back into battle. Who are you fighting? Klingons. But can they survive? My God. The ultimate flashback on the next Star Trek Voyager. And we're back again to talk more about this, uh, okay episode. It's all right. Yeah, I don't want to, like, uh, I don't want to, like, spoil it or whatever. This this episode's like a sex try it. <laughs> this is the actual <laughs> review that Kevin gave the last episode? <laughs> yeah, this is like a six. Uh, there's... I will say that this episode is perfect for this collection, though. Like, this is a oh, yeah. perfect it episode. It fits like a glove. Yeah. It's great. Um, Tuvok is in a coma, or he's almost in a coma. The doctor says, like, if I hadn't have been there, he'd be in a coma now. I'd- a Vulcan coma? A Voma? Oh, my God. A Voma? 
That's a medical term. Look it up. You take, you get your coma. If you're a Vulcan, it's a Voma, and you end up at the MoMA. That's where art is. I've been there. It's it's a great museum. Museum of modern ass. <laughs> oh, when you get there, it's what it'll be. Yeah, with my lifelike butt pics. <laughs> But uh, Janeway's like, let's do another mind meld. And the doctor's like, he's fucking unconscious. And she's like, I don't care. I love mind meld. Go do something else. <laughs> so Janeway like, looks up the records of what happened on the Excelsior. And also Harry Kim is in this episode. He's back. Yeah. He's like, he's yeah, the, the two nebulas just, they look the same. That's it. They, they yeah, they're not the cerulean and that's it. Yeah, because they thought that maybe the nebula was doing it to him, right? They yeah. were like, yeah. <clears throat> but no. Harry Kim's like, well, maybe they were just triggered because, well, first off, Janeway heavily hints that they were triggered because the nebulas look similar. And then yeah. Harry Kim, believing he's the one who came up with that hypothesis. <laughs> he total mans it up. He's like, my idea is that they just look the same because yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> he says the same shit back at her. And she's like, well, maybe. <laughs> I looked through the logs and it turns out that <laughs> Sulu just erased them. He was just like, yeah, nothing happened. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. Like, it makes sense, though, too, right? Because, like, of course he would. Because yeah. he was fucking breaking the rules, dude. <laughs> and then they have a conversation that I absolutely fucking hate. Yeah. Where Kim is like, I can't believe they would breach protocol because no oh. one in modern Star Trek has yeah. ever fucking done this. Yeah, well, you don't know that, right? Like, yeah. obviously, they're going to advertise that shit. And he's like... Uh, and Janeway says, oh, well, they were a different breed. They were, like, cowboys. They would never right. make it in Starfleet today. Which is bullshit. Which I'm is like, bullshit. Janeway, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I agree. Like, it's, it's she's dumb. like, they were much quicker to pull a phaser than they were to use diplomacy. And which I'm is like, bullshit, yeah. That's not what happened at all! The line that bothers me is, like, they're, like she, she, she does make a good point. She's like, the Alpha Quadrant was largely unexplored, yeah. which is like, okay, it sure. Was, it was like wagon train to the stars, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, do you do you know how long it would take for any any organization? I don't care how big, how many ships you have to to explore every part of the galaxy. Oh yeah, it would it would take billions of years. There's, it's so huge, like it's oh, so yeah. goddamn huge. There's also a part that bothers me where she says like uh, the. Space was so vast back then. I missed that. Like, it was so unexplored. I'm like, you're in the Bitch, fucking you're Delta in- Quadrant. <laughs> you're as far away as you possibly can be. It would take you 70 years to get home. Yeah. 70 years of straight warp 9.9. Like, yeah, okay. Cool. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> I'd be like me and you were standing in, like, the fucking, like, open sky of Montana. And we're like, you know... Yeah, it just used to be a lot bigger back then. Which, like, I get what she's saying, right? Like, like uh, emotionally, like, sure. fundamentally, right? Like, because now we can just, like, do whatever. It's just a, it's a conversation I don't like. That's, it's, like, my least favorite part of this. Well, no, the ending is kind of my least it's favorite self, part. It's a self-serving, masturbatory yeah. com- conversation. It's, it's such a, like... It can be read in two ways. It can be read in this sort of wistful, like, oh, man, yeah. those were the good old days type of thing, but... 
or it could be it, ignorance. Yeah, the way it comes across is like those fucking knuckle dragging cavemen yeah. back in the day who punched before they reasoned. Right. Instead of having like reverence or like which is what like a Star Trek fan would want from that. Like you you kind of get that like oh they're the young ones and they all think that things were silly back then, yeah. right? It's like when we make fun of history shit. We're like, "Oh, those idiots, they didn't fucking know." Right? But this is good history with my heroes in it. Yeah. Um, she does say that she would like to have served with officers like Kirk and Sulu, which is nice. It's a nice sentiment, but it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. wrapped in this whole conversation that is a little insulting as well. <laughs> how dare you insult my husbands? This is how I know you love TOS. I, I do love TOS. It You're would, just taking it personally. <laughs> I'm taking it personally, especially from fucking Voyager. Get out of here. <laughs> If it was another one, maybe a little yeah. more leeway. But, I think they know. say something like that in Deep Space Nine, even, and it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, when they talk about the uniforms and shit, right? Yeah. When they're back in time. But uh, Tuvok wakes up, and he's like, um, he's like, remember when we were in that mind meld a scene ago? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened in it. Yeah, we get. There's a lot of explaining. Yeah. There's a lot of expo- he, he, exposition. He tells about the Excelsior being ambushed. They got to abort the rescue yeah. mission, Couldn't but it has him. nothing to do with the repressed memory. Sure. And they're We're like, still wondering why this child is falling off of a cliff. And they're like, couldn't we have come up with some better way to tie this time travel episode together? I guess not. It, I guess not. Yeah, we'll just figure out some lame ass fucking thing, right? But they try and mind meld again, and they end up on the Excelsior over that crewman's body again. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Voltaine. Voltaine. And he's, he's like, dead on the ground. Tuvok is standing over his corpse, and he's like, Gee, I wonder why I keep thinking about that little girl dying when I drop her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure. But, uh... <laughs> there's, there's, like, there's just... Th- like, the the connection is weak, right? Yes. Like, like, there's not a lot... Like, there's, no, there's nothing visually striking that ties them together. There's nothing story-wise that ties that, that together. Um, I, it's just... It's the weakest part of the whole episode. Like, it's if just... If it didn't exist... If he was just having, like... Episodes, Episodes. Right? Like, if yeah. he was just having the seizures and it was tied to a memory... Sure. ...of the Excelsior... Right. ...that would be perfectly fine. It didn't need to be anything else, right? Just a repressed memory. Like, it's sure. already been established that repressed memories cause this. Right, in Vulcans. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. But, um, like, they go back two days again... And we get to see Tuvok in his bunk, on his bottom bunk. With He's his, sleeping in his bunk with his friend. His uh, bunkmate, Voltaine. Is I like, like how they sleep in their uniforms. At first I was like, yo, what are you doing sleeping in your fucking <laughs> uniform? That sucks. My favorite thing is, like, during the movie era, if somebody wants to relax, they just open the flap. Oh, they flap. They it's open that flap. The little flap, and they're yeah. like, ah. This means I'm off duty. <laughs> <laughs> Party in my room, girls and guys. That's like the Vulcan way, right there. It's a hundred percent of Vulcan designed that outfit. That's if, yeah. If you would like, like to relax, you can open this flap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, upon. <laughs> T- 
Vincent Pond did it. He's the one who designed it. <laughs> I bet he did. He did now. Okay. Voltaine's like, I love Sulu. He's the best. And Tuvok's like, nah, he's a bitch. He's not logical <laughs> at all. Yeah, this don't make any goddamn sense. This is crazy. He's like, uh, he's like, ah, oh, it's just like a Vulcan. And he's like, you know what? I'm sick of you humans and your fucking emotions and your yeah. racism and your fucking wanting everybody to be like you. Yeah. And that's yep. when we learned he only joined Starfleet this time because his parents forced him to. Right. He. That's what it is. Yeah. He's a complicated character. Yeah. He's he's definitely under pressure from his parents at this point. Like he's trying right. to live up to their expectations. Which is weird because like Vulcans joining Starfleet at one point is like super taboo. Like they they're like you're joining Starfleet. Why? <laughs> is that in the is that in like the mainstream? Star Trek? Yeah, I thought in, that was just a JJ thing. In Enterprise, well, Enterprise, it makes sense because the Vulcans oh, yeah. aren't a part of the of the Federation. There's no Federation yet, right? So, like, yeah. but I think that that, like, st- sticks with it a little. I mean, I guess, like, after the Federation is formed, like, that would go away, probably. Probably take a generation or two, oh, which yeah. for Vulcans could take sure. a while. But, but like, like, I imagine being in Starfleet, even for, like, a Vulcan, would be, like, a great honor type oh, thing. Oh, right, because you're, you're spreading working, the word of Surak. Yeah. And you're working with people, like, who aren't... Like, you're not just going to Earth to talk to pe- to humans, right? You're working with, like, everybody, and, like, you would learn all different culture. Like, which is something that they do. Oh, like. yeah. Like, the infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Yeah, yeah that it, it's, like, it totally makes sense that they would like Starfleet. Like, it doesn't really make sense that they wouldn't like Starfleet, right? I get it for, like, early on, because, like, oh, yeah. Vulcans have a superiority complex. Oh, for sure. I mean, like... That's the thing is like I'm sure being in like the Vulcan military or like the Vulcan Science Academy, the Science Academy during yeah. Enterprise is definitely the way to go that's, for a Vulcan. That's the prestigious one, right? That's where the prestige is. And yeah. joining Starfleet would be fucking crazy. Yeah, like, you want to go like, hang out with these filthy fucking humans, right? And they're like, they talk about how the like, humans smell bad and shit. It's really great. Like it's really great. I'm sure, like <laughs> our bathing habits are not as stringent. Is a Vulcan's bathing habit. Well, they, and they, like, apparently, like, the, especially female Vulcans can smell, like, super well. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's, like, she goes to the doctor to get, like, a nasal suppressant because, like, she can't stand the smell <laughs> of it. And, like, the dog comes in and she, like, looks at the dog, like, oh my god, this dog stinks. That's messed up. That's racist. <laughs> it's dog cyst. But uh, then she likes the dog. Well, the dog is adorable. How could you not like that this dog? Is an amazing dog. But uh, he tells his entire life story to Janeway while they're like snuggled together in his bunk. <laughs> Weirdly. He's like, yeah, after this mission, I left Starfleet and I went back to Vulcan. And I fucked a bunch. And then. <laughs> he says that. Well, he says like he tried to study his colonar, which yeah, is the Vulcan like act a- of purging all emotions. Yeah, it's like a Buddhist retreat. And, uh, however. Six years into the colonor, he got his pawn far, and he had to fuck. He had to get his fucks on. He so he went one hundred percent had to fuck. He had to fuck that hottie that we see later in the show. Tapel. Yeah, I I would quit colonaring for Tapel. That's all I know. <laughs> I would be like, uh oh, got my pawn far, gotta go. I guess purging my emotions wasn't as important as purging my balls. <laughs> gotta purge my jizz out. And so he's like, once he had his own children, he started to understand where his parents were coming from. 
Yeah. So he decided to go back to Starfleet where he could learn more about the universe and better right. himself. Also, his kids were driving him nuts. They wanted to get out. Fucking, they are so illogical. These fucking kids with their Salots <laughs> <laughs> and their Pokemon always going out. Looking for Pokemon? Do you know, know humans brought Pokemon to Volca? They were the like, game, this yeah. is illogical. <laughs> the animals fight each other? Is that not outlawed? <laughs> <laughs> now, now look at this Pikachu. No, no, you don't know shit, Dick. We got 800,000 Pokemon now. Yeah, it's Pokemon generation like 290. So he's he says he's gonna join Starfleet again, but right now he's on his last mission of his first time in Starfleet. He he rejoins as a tactical officer, yeah, he but tries he's a science hand. officer now. Right. Uh, however, sure. a Klingon warbird has D seven has decloaked in the nebula, and it's it the interior. It's the interior of a warbird because they couldn't build the old set. Oh yeah, it's like a Katinga. It's like a D D whatever D seven D nine. I don't know what it is. K- Somebody will crucify me if I get it wrong. Katinga class. I like. That. I just like that saying that. Katinga. Tawny Katinga. <laughs> My favorite eighties. What babe. number is it? What number? What's what is it? Um, it does not say. Katinga class deck plans. Okay. Uh, so Sulu back on the on the bridge. Sulu's like, uh, he's got Kang on the line, and Kang is like, his old buddy. Congratulations for your well deserved captaincy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do not let it end prematurely. Oh, Klingons, I missed you. We get some Klingons in Voyager. Yeah, it's about time. They <laughs> should go, go to into the Delta a... Quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll do well there. They, it took a it took a space mind meld something to get us a there, but we got some Klingons. Memory brain disease, uh, whatever. <laughs> but they basically it, just like lie back and forth to each other. Yeah, until yeah. Sulu kind of gets checkmated a little bit. Yeah, it gets uh, in like. Uh, talked into a corner. He has to leave. So he's like, "All right, like you can, you can uh, escort us to the edge. We don't want to get lost again." And Kang's like, "Very good. <laughs> I am Kang." <laughs> but they're like, uh, they have the disruptors on them the whole time, so they can't do anything about it. However, yeah. Tuvok to the rescue, yeah, mentions that ceruleum gas is in the nebula, and uh, Sulu, being a smart cookie, is like, "Is that highly combustible?" <laughs> oh my! And uh, so he has the perfect Star Trek line. It's like <laughs> yeah, the exact yeah. version, the like other side of the coin to like filling a balloon with too much air. <laughs> yeah, it's like the extreme version of it. Yeah, he's like, it, if you shoot a positronic beam out into the subspace, it'll start a thermochemical reaction that'll light it on fire. And he says, like, right. tossing a match into a pool of gasoline. A pool of gasoline! <laughs> I, I'm assuming he means, like, a puddle of gasoline. Yes, but I thought pool, of a, whole a swimming pool of gasoline. I was like, what kind of fucking swimming pool has gasoline in it? So they light the match and throw it into the pool. And it fucking explodes. It explodes and Kang's ship gets fucked up. And you can hear him while the, the ship like careens like Darth Vader out of the, He goes, no! <laughs> You can't actually hear that, but that'd be funny. That would be a hilarious. 
<laughs> so, I'll get you. Especially if you heard it spinning and you heard him like clanking around in it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Here I'm kanking around in there. <laughs> so uh, they try and warp to Kronos, but three Klingon battle cruisers were also there. Yeah, shocker. There's a bunch of Klingons near Kronos. Bunch of bitches. They this start... fucking plan is terrible, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this Let's is just a terrible go to Kronos. Plan. We'll just fly there. Fuck it. And uh, Tuvok is like, Voltaine, the console in front of you is about to explode. And he's like, nah, just one more minute. Just one more minute, dog. One more second, G. I'm almost done. And, <laughs> and it, it explodes, explodes. And he's like, uh, he yells his first name, which I don't remember. Dimitri. Dimitri. He's like, Dimitri, no! Yeah, because it's his best fucking friend, dude. Because he's his sleepmate, and when you sleep under somebody, you gotta love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he goes over to Voltaine, and Voltaine just says Tuvok. Yeah, and then dies. Yep. And the memory of the girl in the cliff happens again. Pops up again. What the fuck is this? And Tuvok's memory engrams are destabling back in Voyager uh, Sick Bay. Whatever that means. Which is a real thing. Look it up. It's real science. It's like putting a match in a pool of gasoline. <laughs> The uh, the doctor's like, we gotta stop this mind meld. I'm gonna hit the off switch on my panel. <laughs> that stops mind melds. He's like, wait, it's not working. If if this keeps happening, he's gonna be brain dead in twenty minutes. <laughs> and you look at the episode, and you're like, oh shit, there's only ten minutes left. Oh my god, we got plenty of time. <laughs> <sighs> but Janeway is like Tuvok. I'm so stupid. Voltaine's death has to be connected. Yeah. And the audience is like, yeah, you are stupid. Yeah, let's wrap <laughs> this up. That's what the audience is saying. That's what I was saying. I was like, 11 minutes? Oh, my God. I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> I was like, what are we going to do in 11 minutes? But Tuvok is like, oh, no, something's gone wrong with the mind meld. And then Sulu turns around and sees Janeway and goes, who the hell are you? Oh, and then we get a commercial break. <laughs> I'm just like, why was this necessary for this Yeah, this, this is... this Because there's 11 minutes left. There's like 10, 11 minutes we left, gotta, and they need to like... gotta fucking fill the time. Fill it in, right? And it's like, oh my god. So then we have this, like, wrinkle, which is, like, crazy as fuck. It's a wrinkle I, that doesn't matter and doesn't go anywhere either. I mean, it makes sense story-wise, that they ne but they never explain it well. Like, they there needed to be, like, a scene where the doctor is, like... The memory engrams are deteriorating, so the mind melt is going to get a little crazy, right? Like, I, like, or you could say, like, I don't know what's going on in the he, mind he melt. He just says, like, I can't control my thoughts anymore. Right. But Which, like, if this went somewhere, like, if you got a scene where, like, I don't know, like, Sulu helps them, maybe? Right, or right, like, something, right, right. He's literally, like, a, a cardboard cutout of himself that just walks around the fucking deck for the rest of the episode. Yeah, he's, they don't use them at all. It would be great. Yeah, it would be great if, like, he helps them or he's like, I understand. You know, like, or what, like whatever Sulu-ass shit. Yeah, like, right? I, don't, like, I can't say I understand, but I'll right, do whatever I can to help. I'll do what I can, yeah, sure, right? But instead he just goes, intruder alert, and no one sounds the intruder alert. And he just yeah. runs around going, who are you? Tell me. Tell me who you are. Who are you? 
They just play his NPC dialogue exactly. over and over again. <laughs> exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Holy shit, we're the same. But person. they just ignore him. They just yeah. talk over him while he's in the background going, "Stop ignoring me! I'm the captain. <laughs> I'm Sulu. I use swords. I was in the original series. You fuckers." <laughs> Oh my. But they're like, if you're here, then the memory won't play out correctly. So we need you to appear inconspicuous. Right, which, sure, okay, whatever. Like, whatever. Right? Like, but whatever. Like, Fucking God. Instead of, like, just getting a uniform out of, like, a locker. They fucking assault Janice Rand yeah, they, like, and, st- and, like, strip her naked and steal yeah, they, they, like, violate her. Because, <laughs> like, sure, whatever. I mean, where are the uniforms? Go to there. I, just Yeah, just go to the lockers and take one. Just have the tailor make you one. But instead, they uh, assault Janice Rand and take it. Sure. Um... Something happens in the real world, but who cares? Yeah. Oh, no, this is when they find out that there's a virus masquerading as a memory engram. (laughs) Sure. I mean, viruses are viruses. I don't think memory engrams look like viruses. I don't know. I don't think... A memory engram is a real thing, <laughs> but, but let's but let's say that it is. How would it look like a virus? Like how viruses does a virus? Viruses. A, a virus is a real thing that really exists in the real world. It is a construct of atoms and matter. It's a protein. memory engram it's really small. is a fucking thought. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, but somehow it's pretending to be a memory. This virus has created. A memory that is fake that it can play in people's brains to pretend like it's a memory. It's like a cool idea, but like it's it's a very Star Trek idea, and I don't mind it so much. But like this whole episode took so long to get to this. Like it's it's really kind of hand waved at this point as it's well. It's like definitely whatever. a hand wave. It's definitely it absolves Tuvok of having to deal with anything. Yeah. <laughs> So like, uh, it's just a virus. So so back on the bridge. Yeah, really. You're right. Like his trauma is completely yeah. fucking done. It doesn't it's matter. Nothing. It it's doesn't a matter. Virus. It's like that. What's that virus that cat people who own cats get? Cat scratch fever. <laughs> oh shit! I don't have it queued up. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cat, no. It's like what? Is, I forget the name of it. But like, it like gets in your brain from like handling cat feces. So like everybody who owns cats has this. And and apparently like they did like a study and like people who have this cat virus like that's totally harmless to people. Mm-hmm. But they find other people with the virus more attractive. It's fucking crazy, dude. That's wild. It's like, that's how the zombie apocalypse is going to start. We're going to... Cat shit. Cat shit fever, dude. What is it called? Cat Cat scratch fever. (laughs) Cat virus. Is that by fucking... Who's... Ted Nugent. Yeah, fuck that song. I don't want it on the show anymore. Yeah, no, he's... Toxoplasmosis. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you're right in that this absolves Tuvok of any sort of growth he could have had this episode. Yeah, yeah it's meaningless at this point. It's just, oh, it's a fucking virus, sure. But, okay. Uh, back in La La Land, on the Excelsior Bridge, Sulu's like, where is Commander Rand? And before anybody can answer, Klingons attack, so no one cares. Yeah, they got, like, bigger problems, sure. Voltaine dies, and Janeway's like, Tuvok, concentrate. I'm here... <laughs> 
so this shouldn't work, like you said earlier. But yeah. it, I'm wearing a uniform, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This 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 premise of me being here has completely flown off the rails. But um, shit keeps fucking up, and like the virus goes over to Janeway's brain. Somehow yeah. it can travel through mind meld. Okay. Yeah, I, guess, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. Viruses can apparently travel through psychic activity. Who knew? Maybe because it's a memory. Because it, it maybe it, dude. I, I don't know, man. I, they, I gotta tell you, I don't know. But they keep like flooding, like radiation into their brains, like tetrion. I think radiation. Yeah, or something. tetrion radiation, just over and over and over again, and like, which is super bad for you. Yeah, radiation is not good for your brain. I mean, I guess like in this time they can just fix you of that shit, but whatever. But like the virus starts to die, so it starts showing like all these like <laughs> this is like, hilarious ethnic part. stereotypes of children. <laughs> This is the part that, okay, made, me that laugh. made me laugh too. So funny. The part where they cut to the little kid in the baseball outfit. <laughs> I think there's a part where it cuts to an Ewok. Yeah, it cuts to like a cave child. <laughs> like from the fucking journey to the center of the earth. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, it cuts to like Snagglepuss is the one dropping her. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! Exit stage precipice. <laughs> Snagglepuss. Oh my god! Exit it's stage right, even. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. It's so. This at this point, I was like, oh my god. That that made me laugh too, honestly. <laughs> but like, they like Tuvok and Janeway wake up. Also, I forgot to point out that they're sitting in office chairs, just regular ass office chairs. That's all they could find that made sense for the shot that day. They couldn't get props to make them a bed or anything. Yeah, like we don't have time to make like a Professor Xavier chair cover for right. us to make it look like the future. So it's right. just rolling chairs from Office it's, Max. It's just yeah, just. 1990s Home Depot chairs. But we learned that the virus fed on neural peptides, just like our favorite peptide cake. Oh, neural peptide Deanna cake? Troy. Oh, fuck yeah. For my birthday, I want a neural peptide cake. Do you think you could get a cake shaped like Deanna Troy? <laughs> I bet you if you took a picture to like a cake place, like they definitely could do That'd it. That'd be amazing. They would just screen print like a cake. I'm sure they have like body shapes, right? Oh, and yeah. they just like screen print shit onto them. Yeah, they have cakes now that you can just get an image. Like perfect yeah, image put like on. Like a picture. Well, I don't know. The cakes in the twenty third century, the resolution was worse. <laughs> Uh, they didn't have good cake imagers at that point. No, so. not the cake imagers were not great. But Tuvok concludes through deductive reasoning that sure. Voltaine had the virus, and when he died, he gave it to Tuvok. Where did Voltaine get it from? Who cares? <laughs> and did he get it from the baseball kid <laughs> or the cave child? Like what? A, he, I guess he got it from like. The African stereotype child. <laughs> the African that was the one child? before yeah. him. Yeah, there's like an African stereotype child. There's Janeway as like a little super redheaded girl. Yeah, she's like the brave girl. Like when she yeah. was a little kid. She looks like brave. Yeah. But like the doctors, like Kess is like, did that memory ever even exist? And the doctor's like, I don't know. Too late in the episode. Who cares? <laughs> he said some <laughs> jargon about like. Like VHS copying, he didn't say yeah, that, but he's, he's like, like, it's like copying a copy, and you know, who knows? 
It's and, like, wow, great. That was awesome. That was fucking pointless. Yeah, this whole episode. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> they leave Sick Bay and they're, like, walking down the hallway. And Janeway's like, did the Excelsior ever manage to rescue Kirk and McCoy? And Tuvok's like, I guess you'll just have to find out in Star Trek VI. And he looks at the, the camera undiscovered and he country. Says, That's a story for another time. And then the Conan music plays. Dun, 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 dun. But uh, he says, just like just like always, Kirk had his own way of escaping. Yeah. Which is cool. That's cool. And yeah, he, he fucked that trans, that, uh, that, what do they call him? Uh, changeling. Yeah, he fucked like a lot of things. <laughs> he fucked, well, he wanted to. But then he was like, oh, you, but you can be anything. And then he really wanted the fuck. But people it. are always slut shaming Kirk. This is a this is a more enlightened. I'm era. not slut shaming him. I'm saying fuck whatever you want. Nothing yeah. matters in the future. Fuck yeah. every goddamn. I'm thing. I'm saying other people shame him for it. They yeah, should be no. ashamed. For I would slut dude, if, shaming. If I was fucking in Starfleet and I wasn't like in a committed relationship or whatever, I would put my wiener inside of everything that wanted my wiener. Inside oh yeah. Of it. Anytime the anybody was on board for having my fuck wiener it. near him, it would happen. What like what whatever fuck it literally fuck it <laughs> Boolean sex yes Klingon sex Dude, definitely hearing yes, about that would like be the awesome. Boolean tongue being covered in like a gross carapace I don't know about that <laughs> I don't know maybe it's awesome maybe it gets all slimy and it's dope maybe it cuts your dick off <laughs> maybe I don't know that's I guess I would have to ask someone else how it goes first before I tried that I mean you could try it out in the holodeck first yeah that's true see if you like and then go like full experience right Com- like, computer please tell me if this cut if this would cut my dick off in the real world it would not cut your wiener off your phallus you call it a phallus Hell if you had yeah. two of them like Klingons it wouldn't matter oh quit reminding me that they have more dicks than me <laughs> I feel so inadequate. I've got a John Larroquette fun fact of the week on this, baby. Oh, fuck. Finally. There was originally a scene where Uhura appeared via via view screen. Oh, where they talked to him. Yeah, but uh, Nichelle Nichols was in. like, I don't want to be on this. Yeah. They were they were like, "How we'll have you on the show. And she's like, how long will I be on it? And they're like, literally four seconds. And then she was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to stay home. She's like, yeah, I'm get not, the fuck out of here. I'm not driving down to Paramount Studios to do this. <laughs> oh, Michelle Nichols. Like, I, like, if I was her, I'd have been like, nah. Like, yeah, I could go to a convention wait. and make more money. And You got to, like, wait. I don't know. I always say, like, I would be, go- like, game for that shit but like these are real people and like honestly there are days when like i'm like nah, i don't want to do that <laughs> you oh, know yeah. like eh, i don't feel like it <laughs> there's a apparently george takei did some rewrites on this episode that's good or he asked for changes to the script specifically like a lot of stuff about vulcan life they yeah. had wrong before he jumped in well, it's good they got somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Jesus Christ. That's what happens when you don't like TOS, Brandon Braga. There it is. You it Brandon all comes bitch. full circle. I think I know what the art for this episode is going to be. Oh, what's it going to be? It's going to be one of us trying to pull the other one off of like, the clip. 
Oh yeah! Oh my god! It could be like right. a split. It could be like a split screen. Like one of us is grabbing, you know, and then like do like a I don't know, like an artistic. Do your art way of like making it a split screen, and then the other one's like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. I'll definitely have like the upshot of you holding your arm down, or me. Oh, it's gotta be me. I thought it would be me falling. And the uh, okay, you'll be falling. That's fine. It could be. <laughs> be like one of us falling and we're just drinking like a drink i was definitely gonna have you drinking a beer as you're holding (laughs) i almost want to put a a, like a text bubble give me your other hand and then it's you (laughs) drinking a beer i'm just like (laughs) chugging the beer Well, now uh, everybody yeah. knows now what the art on the it. episode that they're listening to right now that they can already see the art in is going to be. It does, but it doesn't exist for us yet, so. It's the future for you. <laughs> oh, so man. what do you think of this episode overall, Josh? I I said it was a six. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a strong C, like a low C. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good for, like I said, it's great for this collection. It's not a bad episode like it's not like some of the other voyager episodes um i love the parts where they go to the excelsior like that's great that makes the whole episode worth it right that the whole and obviously the whole episode like revolves around that right and to the to the expense of the episode even where it's like they didn't really know how to like fit that stuff in well I bet they probably had George Takei, like, they knew they could get him first. Like, they'd work something out, and they're like, we'll write a story where you can be in it. Right, and then the writers were like, oh, God, how are we going to do this? Yeah. (laughs) Let's have a memory that's also a virus? Sure. Great. Because, like, you can't do the time travel thing. It gets used a lot. And they were doing that a lot. It reminds me, what the fuck? Who said Coco Chanel said this, right? Jesus, that Coco like, Chanel quote. That every time you leave the house, you should take one accessory off. Yeah. And it's like, keep it simple, stupid. Right. Like, if they would have looked at this episode that way, they would have been like, well, wait, we don't really need the virus. Yeah, it could have And just... that would have made the episode way better. Yeah, it, it, if they would have written another... I guess, like, they were going... This is where Star Trek, and especially Voyager, outthinks itself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, they were going for the mystery, the space mystery, which is which is Star Trek, right? Like, this is definitely a Star Trek episode. But they needed it to be like, well, what is this memory? And definitely I found myself, having seen this episode before and not remembering a lot about it, asking, what is this memory? But it's completely useless. It doesn't need to be there. No, I mean, the thing is... If he would have just had a repressed memory. Right. Like, maybe he repressed the memory of, the, of like, Voltaire's last words. Right. And that's what he was repressing. It, like, manifested itself that way or and something. And, like, maybe he made a decision afterwards. Like, let's... I'm gonna script doctor this. Yeah, fuck it. Let's pitch or ditch this shit. He... Voltaire's... Voltaire... Voltaire's... Voltan. Voltan. Zoltan. Zoltan. <laughs> the Z- the machine from Big Zoltar said, <laughs> like when he was dying, he said, like, please, like I know you wanted to leave Starfleet, but please, in my honor, stay. Right. But Tuvok left anyway, and he felt guilty, and about he repressed it. Or it. 
Right. And so, and then you have that great little bow that you tie the episode in where he says, you know, may, maybe the reasons why I came back to Starfleet in the end weren't just to better myself. Whether I knew it or not, I was trying to live up to his legacy. Right. You could... That's definitely better. It's way better than a virus that makes it mean <laughs> nothing. It means nothing. Like, it's pointless. I, I'll give this episode like a six and a half. Yeah, that's where I'm kind of floating around. I said seven. I said six earlier. It, it's like a... I, I, I'll give it a seven because like... Uh, Sulu's in it. Oh, like I love the movie era stuff in this yeah. episode. Like it's yeah. like candy to me. No, 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 no. Yeah, I eat it's that delicious. Shit up. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, I didn't have any dinner before I ate my candy in this episode, though. <laughs> no, there was no like sustenance to this. This is just all. It's a great snack, uh, though. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like watch it again like i wouldn't i don't care enough to be like like I, it's like fun and you're like oh that was fun this week or whatever yeah i mean sure. unless i do a, a watch through a voyager which is not gonna happen yeah, i probably no. won't see this episode again i've seen it a few times because i've watched through voyager a yeah. handful of times i've seen it three times now yeah and but. i think that's probably enough i feel that way about voyager in general though like i've watched it enough but voyager is a slog man i like, gotta I, watch it uh, again for this show though <laughs> i know i mean i don't want to like i really don't want to like be like this but every time we watch voyager i'm like oh man because <laughs> it could go either way like it could just be like not very good or it could be good surprise like the what it was the one we watched before was great Duet? No, what was it called? No. Fuck. Oh, shit. The one with the music. Oh, shit. I don't remember. It was crescendo. It was like a music term. Yeah. Cres- I know which something. one you're talking about, but fuck That was great. Remember. That was a great episode. Well, it's like, uh, I always have a different reaction depending on what episode, what series we're going to be watching next. Yeah. Like, if we're watching TOS or TNG, like, I get pretty, I get, like, real excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. my favorite. If we're watching Deep Space Nine, I'm like, oh, great. Like, another chance to kind of, like, pick apart yeah. Deep Space Nine now that see I'm not, it, like... Yeah. Now that I see it more clearly. Right. And when I see Enterprise, I'm like, oh, like, a chance to see some episodes I haven't really seen. Uh-huh. Uh, when I see Voyager, I go, oh, man. That's exactly what I do, but <laughs> I didn't want to tell you, because then we'll stop doing Voyager, and we shouldn't. No. Because we, sh- we should definitely... Because, look, Voyager is not great, but it's... Not horrible. It's Voyager, very mediocre. Yeah, it's 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 just middle of the road okay. Which is right? like, when you compare it to other Star Trek, which is so fucking good. It's unfair, right? Yeah. yeah. On its own merits, like, Voyager is a pretty okay show. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely okay. And, and I would say good. I would call it a good show. Sure. It's like, but, like Josh always says it's like comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can you leave fall Voyager on. To it. Yeah, you can leave it on and be like Star Trek is on, but I don't really care that much. Yeah, you don't have to like when you're watching TNG, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, or TOS. Even yeah. like you get inv- you have to get invested in the show to really right. enjoy it. But with Voyager, you can just leave it on in the background. You don't have to get invested in it. Oh look, there's the sexy Borg. All right, Brandon Back Braga apparently caught a lot of heat for introducing Seven and Nine as well. Because I mean, she was why? just a TNA character. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, she's a blonde who's 7 foot 12, and she's got, like, double G boobs. 
And by the way, they're fucking out the whole episode, the whole time. Yeah, she's just, wearing like literal skin tight outfit the whole time. I think time. that they've like, I think they like gave her one of those like big old like supporty bras that like even compresses them a little bit. They're fucking enormous on the like, show, dude. There were a lot of people who were straight up like, Star Trek isn't supposed to be like TNA show. It's supposed to have yeah. some sort of a like weight to it. Right. And not just in the bra. Some <laughs> real weight. Some some emotional weight, not some titty weight. It's like uh I've I've not watched a whole lot of Seven and Nine, but I don't really have much interest in her as a character. Her character I mean we could this is like a whole episode. Like uh, she, she's a great idea again uh, she's so voyager and that she's a great idea that they just don't execute well well she's like she's hugh the like borg that learns to right. feel she's hugh but her backstory is like really dumb and i hate it she like her parents like are studying the borg and like it's like what like couldn't she just have been at like wolf 359 or some shit like you know what i mean yeah. like why like what are we like why are we fucking making it like these people were the first people like to see the Borg and like they studied them and they were neglecting like like abusing their child basically right like like, like the what fuck, the, the fuck? writers room thinks they're more clever than they are right just have her be a person that was assimilated like how many fucking humans have been assimilated something about like Voyager specifically because a lot of these writers go back and forth between Voyager and Deep Space Nine yeah and even like a lot of them have worked on TNG as well. But something about Voyager makes them be like, let's do something different this time. Yeah. But not good. Definitely not Let's do something good. different, but worse. They, they outthink themselves. And this show, like, I think you said it earlier with the oversaturation, like, they were just running out of good ideas. Like, the well was drying up, right? Oh, yeah. It's like... A lot of Voyager episodes have direct counterparts from other series. Absolutely. Where it's just this episode, but worse. Right, and this is this is uh, the Scotty episode of TNG, and this yep. is the Kirk episode of DS9, right? Like, this is just that. It's the throwback episode. Right. You gotta I, get I an guess old like, actor. I guess out of those, I, I, I might like this one best. I'm not sure. What? You like this better than uh, Tribbles? I don't know. Tribbles is really fun. I don't it's know. so fun. Worf is wearing a like a hood. <laughs> I think I think maybe I like Tribbles best. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's so fucking great. It's like it was revolutionary at the time too. It's got, they just, yeah, they took that old technology and just used it. It's got that Forrest Gump, uh, Buddy Holly technology, the Weezer video technology. I love that video. <laughs> that video. I remember first seeing that video and being like, "What the." F- Fuck. Like, how did they do this? I was, then, like, like, blown away. I was there's like, this a scene is where, like, it's not, it's Al. It's not Arnold. Al comes out, and yeah. he's like, he's like, all right, guys, here's your burger or whatever, and he gives it to the people, and then, like, he introduces Weezer, and he's, like, yeah. 40 years older. <laughs> <laughs> From Kenosha, Wisconsin, I have, a, I have a fun fact of the day. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Buddy Holly was from Kenosha, Wisconsin, or that's where he died? <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> That's where the plane crash was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Maybe. That's why they say that because the song is called Buddy Holly. Yeah, so the, it's big, not really a- the big bopper died on that plane too. Yeah, like so did the other guy. The it's big the day- bopper, Jimmy Valance. What's his yeah, name? Jimmy Valance. Is his name Jimmy? I feel like I, maybe that's Bobby. Not right. No, 
Richie, Richie, Richie Valens, fucking R.I.P. Sorry, dude. It's, it's the day the music died, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was Kenosha. there. I I spelled it right. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, buddy. Josh Holly. is good. <laughs> I want to before the music died. I think he's good. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, I think that's where the plane took off from. Uh, that was the last time he touched the earth alive. Yeah. In wonderful Kenosha, Wisconsin. We have people here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, fun fact that Josh already pointed out is that um, Star Trek VI had been produced five years earlier in 91 mm-hmm. so that the actors from the movie had changed just enough that they mostly had to recreate scenes instead of filming and using the old ones. Yeah, like... I, you. I, like I tend to think of that movie as being an '80s movie, right? Because they were all made in the yeah, '80s. Yeah, it's fucking wild that it came out the same year as like Rugrats, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it, it. It seems like it's from the '80s, but it's like that weird time in the '90s when it was still the '80s. Oh yeah, like until '93, it was still yeah, the '80s. The '90s didn't start until '93. I would agree with that 100. percent This episode is fun. That's mostly what I'll give it. Like, 6.5 is, like, because it's fun. Right. some really good acting from everyone except yes. Janice Rand. <laughs> yeah, well. Like, she's really not great, but it's great to see her. <laughs> she's here. <laughs> um, she was never really that great. But, no. Um, it's good to see her again. You get to see Kang. Yeah, Kang is in it, which this, is really cool. I think cool. this is his last appearance as Kang. Or yeah. maybe the second episode with Kang from Deep Space Nine happens after this. Yes, it does. But I fucking love Kang. <laughs> it Which doesn't one? hurt that he's Mr. Freeze. Which one's, uh... <coughs> Bless me. you. Which one is the Klingon out of the three of them that is the old man in Deep Space Nine who loses his mind? Um, Core. Core. okay. Yeah. And then there's Kang is the one where they go on that like mission with yeah, Jedzia. All three of them go on that one, but he's That's the leader. Right. They want revenge on uh, the albino. The albino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know there's like a? I'm sure you do that. There's like a film trope that's like the evil albino. Oh yeah, yeah. That like, it's kind of like albinos um, are evil in yeah. movies. It's like redheads. We're all Except evil. Powder. Powder was the hero. Powder is a, well, he's misunderstood though. So it's true. I always kind of got that feeling from uh, what's his name from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's not an albino, but he's like real, real super white Nazi guy. Uh, uh, the guy who gets his face melted off. Yeah, fucking the 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 Nazi, the the, yeah, the Nazi. lead Nazi with the glasses. Yeah. Fuck, what is his fucking name? Jesus Christ! His name is Nazi face. It's like some. It's it means a tote, tote. It's like almost like death, tote. Yeah, he's like a tiny little guy too. <laughs> yeah, I love when he takes out the hanger and you think it's like some fucking torture device. And Everybody tenses. I love it. It's so and then bad. they release that movie's a fucking masterpiece. I love that movie. God damn that movie. It's on that Netflix movie. right now. If, I know. If everybody wants to see it because I it's- watched it like last week. Fucking amazing. It's so good. Like that movie is like everything. And look, I know like I'm on this JJ soapbox, but like JJ's like the self-appointed like Steven Spielberg heir. Fuck watch him. fucking watch fucking that watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and try 
try to imagine what it would be like if Abrams had made that movie. I'm more quipping. Dude, like, I, Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite indie movie. That's uh, a tough one for me. Um, but The Last Crusade has my favorite line, prob- my second favorite line in all movies. Wow. Which is, I should have mailed it to the Mox Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, dude, that one might be my favorite, but the but Raiders is just like oh, yeah. so fucking. That movie is like, there there are like three iconic scenes back to back in that movie. Like, think of another movie where there are three scenes that happen si- like after one after another, where everyone knows them. Like it's if the, I like if I had to pick the trilogy, like yeah. every like everybody would probably go Star Wars for their the trilogy, right? I think I might go Indiana Jones. It's close. I mean, they're they're so good. Like, I love Star so Wars. Good. Don't get me wrong. The original trilogy is fucking amazing. But oh, you didn't mean the prequel trilogy? I thought you meant the prequels. No. Those are on a whole other level. Those are like yeah, you're all. I wouldn't judge favorite. them together. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, the best line in cinematic history is from RoboCop, when uh, Clarence. Bodiger walks yeah. in to the room that the hookers are with that guy, Bob Morton, and he says, Bitches, leave! <laughs> Dude, I haven't <laughs> seen RoboCop unedited in... Oh my god, it's gotta be... Um, I, I should have, like, an 80s day where I watch, like, RoboCop, I watch Predator... RoboCop, best movie ever made. I, you love RoboCop. I fucking love RoboCop, dude. Bitches, leave! Bitches, leave. <laughs> You're fired is pretty good. That's a great one. You're fired. And then that guy's so evil in all the other ones. It's, I always just remember, like, I know Dick Jones' name in that movie. Yeah. Because of Clarence Bodiger getting thrown through 100 plate glass windows <laughs> and yelling, Dick Jones! Dick I work Jones. for Dick Jones! He keeps picking him up and throwing him. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, he shoots that dude's dick off. Fuck yeah. You definitely have seen the version where he just continues shooting people's dicks off, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, that's a masterpiece. That's fucking... Oh, my God. That movie is so good. It really is. We've gone off the rails. Just like this episode. Just like this episode. So... Don't worry. It's just a memory engram virus. <laughs> uh, if you would like to talk directly to us and have your emails read on our other show, M-Class Email... You can send those emails to mclassemail at gmail.com. Singular. No extra S's. None no, of them. No S's. mclassemail. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. That's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> when is this episode going to come out? Should you plug being on original characters? Uh, I don't know. I don't know when you're going to... Well, I mean, you just did. Um, I'll be, I'll plug it. I'll plug it. I'm going to be on Jeff and Kevin's other podcast, Original Characters, and we're going to be talking about Darinos, which is maybe a thing that you guys like and remember. The Return of Darinos! I'll plug it tomorrow on Twitter and stuff, because we're recording it tomorrow. Yeah, we're recording tomorrow. We got a lot of emails of Original Characters for that. I, I'm I bet they're all totally not disgusting. Oh, man. I'm... <laughs> Almost certain that no one is going to be able to top how disgusting my character. I don't, there was like that one guy put a clown 
up on Twitter, and I was like, that guy's pretty fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got this market cornered. We'll find out, though. That's saying something. It really is. Darano's is pretty disgusting. It, I can't wait to talk about, like, Darano's, though. Like, I got lots of things to say. Oh, man, you'll have, like, a full forum for Darano's. Like, whatever you want to talk about, wherever you want to go with it. I don't know. How long is it? Can I fill an hour? <laughs> Like Dar- like our podcast is normally about an hour and a half, but yeah. if it goes if we go like way over, maybe we'll make two episodes. Oh shit. Yeah, let's milk this shit. Who knows? <laughs> uh you can find that podcast at uh OG O C pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh hopefully iTunes will let me fucking put it up sometime soon. It's o- fighting me tooth and nail. OGOC Pod, not to be confused with the original OC podcast which is about the uh CW show, the you OC. Know, I wanted to just make OC Pod, but it was taken by an I, OC podcast. No, I, could, I I can't believe that there I mean I can cuz podcasts, but like of course there's a fucking OC podcast. Switch but, over to Riverdale, you fucks. It's the same show but crazier. But better cuz Archie's in it and also Our fucking Jughead is in it. Hot high school action is going on. Hot 28 year olds pretending to be teenagers fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, OGOC Pod is where you can find it on SoundCloud and um, on YouTube. You can find it under Original Characters. That's easy. So follow that shit if you want to hear about Darinos. <laughs> I, I like that show. I'm the guy who does the. I'm the wizard. <laughs> Been out of retirement for you guys. Did you hear that? <laughs> He's got. He, I've, I've never. I don't retire. I'm not retired. I was just, uh, you know, journeying around the stars. Oh my God! It tied in. He tied it in. That's what they paid me to say. Okay, make the cash out to Reese's. Reese's the wise with a Z. I can't believe he did that for ten dollars. I'm gonna buy a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right, Reese's. See you later, Reese's. <laughs> Don't touch my dog on the way out. I will. <laughs> anyway, Bye, whatever but, your name is. Now you said it. You know it. <laughs> anyway. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to M Class Podcast. We love you. And uh, if you want us to actually love you and not just say it in a loveless marriage, you can head on over. <laughs> To patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, and for little as one dollar, you can get content early, you can get free wallpapers, yeah. you can get access to the M-Class Podcast Discord with some of the coolest people on the internet. I was there the other night, it was a banging good time, man. It's always banging up in there. People have a great time all day long. Yeah, it was fun. So, um, give us your money. Yeah, do it. You get the emails episode early, which is, like, cool as fuck. You don't want to be one of those next Wednesdays. See you next Wednesdays, I call them. Fuck, that's right, dude. If you start talking about email on the Wednesday it comes out to the public, everybody's already talked about that shit. It's over. real. We were there already. (laughs) Uh, But thanks for listening either way. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you in one week with more M-Class goodness. Bye! Bye Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill.